Thank you for supporting our channel. Thank you for supporting Wizan. Please like, subscribe, comment, and hit the notification bell for any future videos. Do you, you know what? Do you think people landed on the moon? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Question it now, though. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's nice. I, I, but I said to her, I can't. If also we're going to have children, like she wanted children, I went over that. When I passed the knowledge, my mum had just passed away, so I wasn't really bothered about the marriage thing, mm. having kids. I didn't care. Um, but I, I said to her, I said, if we are going to possibly have children, I'm not. One, I'm not bringing them up in London, and two, it definitely isn't Croydon. So, and I'm but not, you, you're Essex born and bred. Yeah, but I, but it, like uh, Essex, uh, everywhere has got its shit. I understand, but mm. Brentwood is notoriously known for like good schools. That's what you think about. Mm -hmm. Like when, when you have children, as you guys will know, it's not about you anymore. No, it's finished. It's about the uh, children and yeah. what is best for them. Yeah. In your sort of opinion, you you will. No if you're a good father and a good mother, you will try and do as much yeah. as you can for them. Yeah. But being in Croydon, no offence, people, but yeah, yeah, that's no, no, it. Croydon is not for me. I said to my, I said to my missus, would you move back to Croydon? She's like, no, yeah, no. It's and not, this, it's at, not at the start, she struggles with the uh, the distance, uh, like because a lot of all her people, friends and family, are south, mm. Beckenham, like, and all round there, um, South Croydon. So, but they all <laughs> complain that it's oh, it's an hour away through the Dartford Tunnel. I'm like, it's an hour. Mm. But because I drive for a living, I don't it don't bother me. Yeah, but it's, a, but it's an hour. But, it's not but, a nice place, is it? But even now, at the start, she was like, I'd, "Yeah, I'd, I'd like to go back." Mm. But Beckenham's nice though. That's a nice. Beckenham, yeah, but yeah. Beckenham, yeah. Beckenham yeah. Chisler, Chisler, better than Croydon. But, don't put that being. But, but, <laughs> but you know, like people in Croydon with, hate us. With Beckenham, there's a particular part of Beckenham that's really nice. Mm -hmm. That's just that out the uh, out the bracket of what you can afford. I like that house. I oh, what's that eight hundred grand? I can't afford it. Yeah. What, on your so on your YouTube, seven, you must be minted. No, I don't get no. paid for any of that stuff. You know, so I don't make any. Obviously, I don't because no. I don't do brand stuff and I don't do any advertising. I was going to ask you about that about the advertising. Your your cab is is that the cab just being advertised or are you is that you being advertised? What do you mean? With your, it's Paramount, isn't it? Yeah. So Paramount Media Group are uh, you know like Ubiquitous. Yeah. Ubiquitous have got the monopoly on advertising. Something's going on there. Yeah. Again. Mm. Anyway, um, just my personal opinion. It might might be real, might be not. Um, so Paramount Media Group, they're run by it's run it's run by two guys. The guy I rent my cab off of, Neil at APM Taxis in Crow Lane in Romford, and Steve Reynolds. He owns Essex Cryo Wellness. It's like you know, like the ice chambers, like for like rest and recovery and all that recuperation. Mm. So they got a side hustle, a side business where they wrap cabs. So Neil has got eighty, ninety cabs that he's got there ready to wrap. I work as an ambassador to them to use my socials and say to people, if you want to wrap your cabs in, or wrap cabs with your brand, your company, we got the cabs. Yeah. yeah. So then I'll put them into cahoots with each other, have a chat, and we've had, a, we've had a, like quite a few sort of wraps and whatever. Yeah. Uh, when people find out how much they are, people are like, really? But then you, when you work it out on a day basis, it's a, it's the best thing in the world. This is where I think. No offence to them. And I, they don't take offence, but London Taxi PR. Yeah. Right? Um, putting adverts on or in brochures on an aeroplane. I don't get that. I don't get putting it on the IMAX 
cinema, uh, Waterloo, or billboards and that. Because what you because today what we live in is smartphones, right? So it's all about when you talk about when you have text messages with people and talk about stuff or trains up to Nottingham. You'll go on social media. You will have like a f- train line advertising coming up. Tra- oh, yeah. Trains to Nottingham for twenty two quid. Advertisement and all that. If you put it on a black cab, you're going to see that ad at Tarbridge, Millennium Dome, mm. Portobello Road Market, Westminster Bridge, all over London. It's constantly moving. So different people see your ad. Whereas you get the same traffic will walk past that same bus stop Monday to Friday. And they'll see it, they'll see it, they'll see it. They won't do anything about it. But then when you see something, oh, I'll just see that Bird. cab down at Tower of London. Mm-hmm. I'm at Lambeth Bridge now. So it makes perfect sense. But then trying to sell it to people is is a little bit, it is difficult, but you just got to keep going at it. But then also because of my reach to people, mm-hmm. I get a lot of like working class people that follow me, got their own businesses, it might be carpentry, bricklayer, gardener, whatever. Yep. A lot of people that contact me want to put it on my cab because mm. when I do my videos or whatever people associate me oh it's the ginger cab or what cab's it? in that that sounds big headed but it's, a f- it's just a f***ing fact yeah. so there's like there's that element towards it whereas like people will be like yeah look at that look And then, but then we, we offer something different so if you've got uh, like an event going on um, you know like two or three cabs that have been wrapped on your event over opening your shop or your hairdressers or whatever Get the cabs. Cab drivers will pay them obviously hourly to come down and just like do a, an opening at their Bird. night where their cabs are plotted outside there. So do you know the Kettle Club in? I see you in one of their cabs, wasn't it? I didn't know. Was that real? Or was that just an advert? No, 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 it's proper. Yeah, so they contacted me. So the guy, so the guy contacted me, Sam. Yeah. He said, like, when I'm wrapping Wait, cabs. my assistant outside is Googling it. They're going to put it in my cans, and I'll be able to tell you where it is in a second. So, There's Liverpool Kettle Street, Club. one of them. They're, yeah. The multi-stores, they're around, don't they? It's a yeah. ke- so, Kettle Club is is a watch firm, like Rolex oh, and yes, all that yes, stuff. Yes. So, it's um, it's on Liverpool Street as you turn in opposite the Metro Bank. Yeah. Okay. Next yeah. to the Andes. Great Eastern, as it was called. Is it? Yeah, the old name, yeah. Yeah, the Great Eastern. Relax, is, it, is that before you? Ages. Before yeah, the yeah. war. <laughs> 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 They're all before you. Yeah, on, on the stations, all had that. Great, Great Northern. Eastern, Great Northern, yeah. Great yeah. Western. That was, that's what yeah. that was all called. Now, I mean, their names I can't even pronounce now. But that's yeah, I know. Pointless information, but yeah. here, we, here we go. Well, not for... Well, I mean, no. you know, it's competitive. Well, for, the older, yeah. Yeah. It, for, it, for the older cab drivers. When they said you were going to go like, great days then, weren't they? Yeah, great, great days. days yeah. Well, he, yeah. Dave's not a veteran. He's yeah. a new boy. Wow. I'm, I can't, you're, you're, I can't. you're more of a veteran yeah. than Dave. I only come to, um, three years ago as a cab driver. Three years yeah, ago. It's a pension. It's for me. I went, I'm going to go and do something. Just for, I don't want to drive. But you've done private hire though. So you've always I've been private hire 20 years. Lorry drivers. But also, I've been driving, driving 40 years the 31st of March. Yeah, so you've been in London. town yeah. all your life, sort of, more or less. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you see things. And so the, when people said about points and streets, I, did I go and look? No, I did. A, I don't think. I think I just broke a thousand miles on a brand new bike to do the mm. knowledge. Yeah, you're scum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. they kept saying streets, and I've, I've been going up and down and forth. Like, well, then oh, thirty-seven no, that, years. Oh, what is that? The Savoy and the Strand. Well, Mister, Mister Price, the examiner who passed away, who became a good friend of mine, Mr. he passed away last year. He used to say to me, "Be careful up there, David. Be careful." He said, "You know more than them examiners." Because yeah. you can go back and tell you what the, the hotels were called before and what the buildings were before. That, that's, yeah. a mis- that's a Mr. Swire, is that, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. I, I love it. I'm a fan of the fact that when I tell the students, you all know more than the examiners. Yeah. As soon as we set uh, put the knowledge down, 
you you're busted. Yeah. It's like wow, let's just drop that weight, move on. A week after they've passed out, take me from Manor Station so to Gibson Square, and I say, please don't ask me, don't ask me, yeah. I don't want to know. And uh, but Swires was great. Pricey uh, was a legend. Yeah. He went and died on my birthday on purpose, didn't he? Yeah. Cab drivers, cab people, they're scum, aren't they? <laughs> Joking, but, but go on. You, uh, I mean, we, there's a load of banter. It's been brilliant, uh, but you came here to speak about the documentary yes. that you want to do. Yes, and uh, so I'm quite excited and, and interested in what, how you're going to go about it. What's going to happen? What's the deal? Because it's a a it's my own single thought process behind it so I've yet again it comes back to the cab drivers when I talk to some people cab drivers about what I want to do yet again it's the lack of unity they're already telling you what you shouldn't do oh god and you're like mate I've got a platform right I want to try and use it I want to like you've like this, this job's give, enabled me to do what I do or trying to do yeah so I want to try and do a, give a little bit back because I don't want to either I don't want in ten years' time to to be like, do you know what? I wish where I if if I do this and go there and I've not done anything for the trade, I'll have even more people hate me. Do you know well, what I mean? You got to do something for the trade because you've called yourself the crazy ginger cabbie. Yeah. So uh, you're plum. Um, <laughs> so yeah, basically, I want to I want to do a documentary. I'm open to sort of suggestions as well. Yeah. To 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 push it on, but like I said, I want to promote the knowledge because the knowledge numbers are awful. Okay, I want to try and go, come into maybe you know when you do your seminars when you talk to the like people that are signing up. Mm -hmm. This is it, and then you used to go with along the front of the. Was well, you in one of those? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. In two thousand thirteen, uh, when it was um, in Bow. Oh, at Glenda Street. Mm. So, so you was in one of the big sessions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'd be yeah. like forty people. Yeah, so you talk to people at the front and be like, "What's your name? What's your name?" Yeah. And you used to recite how, how you remember their names. Yeah. So I'd have to come to one of those. And then sort of film it and then talk to you about it, like the knowledge yeah. and like how it's changed throughout the years and what, what, what you're looking for now and mm. then what you should be doing on the knowledge. Talk to knowledge students that have just started, like yeah. leading up to their map test, people on their appearances, people that are going to be at the end of their appearances and like the follow them a little bit, film them coming out of the, the, the uh, not palestra <laughs> Baker Street. Ba is it Baker Street? Oh, yeah, of course it is, yeah. Baker Street. I was going to say Blackfriars then, but yeah, Baker Street. Um, to do that, put it into different episodes mm -hmm. to highlight the knowledge side of it. Talk to the examiners. Yep. So I've already spoken to the examiners about it, so I've actually got a meeting with Shennels and Whitehead and their communications team at some point because yep. uh, they're, they're up for it. Yet again, even though I swear, they're still interested in what... Can you not I, swear? Of course I can. I mean, I <laughs> I've done this whole podcast <laughs> with that swear. The, the answer should have been three, shouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> but yeah, so talk to the uh, the the people at TFL, i.e., the knowledge. Yeah. Um, this isn't a propaganda to to slag off TFL and what cab drivers think about TFL. That's, that's not what I want to do. Mm. I want to promote knowledge and try and get other people to do it. On my comedy nights, um, I want to try and structure it in that I will. If people sign up to the knowledge via coming through my platform, like on the night yeah. I've got the uh, I've got me in my bag the the knowledge pamphlets. Take one of them away. If you're thinking about I don't know what to do, or I know someone that wants to do the knowledge or thinking about it, yep. take it. I will pay for their startup, so it's 150 quid or whatever it is. I will pay for that. Wow. 
not just give you 150 quid and be like, yeah, going on your yeah. way. You've got to get to your appearances. So then I know and we know that you've gone you're the on distance. the knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not doing the knowledge, you're on the knowledge. Yes. You know what I mean? And you're actually doing it. So when you're then over in your first appearance and you've had you've got your you've got your score, contact me again in eighteen months' time. So I'm doing it. All right, yeah, cool. I'll transfer you 150 quid. Yep. So I promote it like that and to get more people to do it. Um and then another episode would be to talk to actual cab drivers. Yeah. And their plight or whatever. And where they're at in with the job, new drivers, drivers towards the end. Why is it? Why are you excited? Yeah. Um, and go into like green huts and like highlight those little bits and yeah. the intricate bits that we've got. Um, the cab and the monopoly that, not monopoly, but the, the like the 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 electric route that we're going down. Yeah, we have yeah. to go down um, and talk to cab drivers about like. Um, how they've had to lose out on uh, decommissioning their old vehicles, yeah. or they've, like I said, they've invested X amount of money into their diesel vehicle, a sixty-seven plate TX4. They've lost, they've lost mm. uh, years on. Um, and now, how do they feel about driving electric cabs? And does it feel nicer? Would you like your VOs? And just like make make us look a bit more, yeah, friendly and normal. Because people ultimately, people unless they're in, involved in this trade. People don't care about us. No. I get it. I understand it. But they really <coughs> don't care. But they should. should. But then people pe- people like say to me, like cab drivers, your people don't care. So why are they going to watch your documentary? I'm like, oh, right. Even if you think that, don't tell me that. Because mm. it's like I, I get people that sort of like mock my comedy stuff. Like cab drivers. People on Twitter. And I'm like... Why do I want to do this for the trade, really? Because mm. no matter what I do, it ain't going to be good enough. So can I? Am I going to be able to accept the the not the backlash, but the sort of negative side towards things? But I'd listen. Like I said, I'm digressing there, but I uh, highlight that highlight cab drivers, the mental health side, how like the before the COVID and uh, before COVID and after COVID, and how we've lost drivers as well because they've not been able to pay certain bills, yep. and, and now all of a sudden now we're coming through that. The future of the trade, where is it at? And then to talk to people like you, talk to no, the knowledge bods, talk to unions. Like, like I said to you before, I've contacted um, LTDA, the LTDA, UTG. and they've, oh, I don't know what's the political term, they've ignored it. Not ignored it, but I've, I've messaged McNamara's personal email. Yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I honestly don't know why. People will then say to me, go to the LCDC or whatever, but then people are saying to me, no, don't go to them because of this. UCG, if I'm going to go to a group or an org, out of all of them, it would be them. Well, I, Trevor Merrill is a student of mine, mm-hmm. and I love him. Um, but I'm afraid this fragmentation, you know, the, the Monty Python, PLO, People's Liberation Front of Judea, and it's exactly yeah, yeah. who we have become. And it's just so upsetting because my view would be we need to close shop. If you pass out on a knowledge, you're a member of this union and there's 26,000 of us, that's it. Without that, you have no power. But we seem to be fragmented because so many people finish the knowledge and think that they're like the nuts. Invincible, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly, I I, I I actually... think you're vulnerable, aren't you? Mm? 
That's when you're vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Course, yeah. yeah. Your badge around your neck can be taken, gone. And they love us being yeah. fragmented. The any powers they know that. Be. They know yeah. that. Because, but then, yeah, again, that's the reason why there's different orgs, and the way Trevor Merrill's speaks from this. Oh yeah, he's from pro- his heart. absolutely. His accent, yeah, is what lets him down. And I don't mean that personally because I think I think he's fantastic. Yeah. He speaks well. He knows what he's talking about. He's a smart guy. So he knows what he's talking about, but yeah. because he's not Nick Clegg and a bit posh, yeah, people are like ah, just a that, that's the problem. Just yeah. cab driver. Isn't he? Yeah, I agree with what you say. Like, but then this is where you'd think that our regulator, I get told by like since since it left the old bill, has gone to pot. Yeah, because I don't, yes, don't care. completely. So. The regulation side of it is so flippant, like it's lawless in in a roundabout way. But was, but us, we're still scared about losing this. You should have twenty odd thousand cab drivers in one union, run by them. The card payment thing could be all run by them, so they get their little divvy out of it instead of every three years. Um, like yeah, the, the same union, they could run their own app. So all cab drivers are on one app, and it's just going. We're all we're all paying five percent. We're not mm. paying twenty percent. So yeah. I don't do apps. Mm. I personally don't agree with them. I think it's all about data capture mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like I'll go into this is the, where we digress from each other. Yes. Okay. So I I I don't believe that using the apps as such. So basically, because the apps whore themselves that they want a black cab driver and a private eye driver. Mm. Nine times out of ten, the route that we take. And cream. When there's an when there's a like for like run, but they've chosen a different mode of transport, what we've done and they've logged it, they will then go and give to him oh, to you, run that route. I, I, that is a really interesting perspective. You did you understand that? Mm. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Because yeah. he's a bit slow, Dave. Yeah. I don't know he's with me. He's nodding, <laughs> so I'm get I'm I'm feeling that he's getting it. <laughs> so that all that data capture, so then yeah. what it is, it then goes into Sees a module. What we do, yep. And then the big wigs, let's call it, people underestimate how powerful Uber are, mm. right? It will then get put into a system that this is, so when this route is here to here, this is what they normally do. They, yeah, yeah. They yeah. being everyone, right? What we need to do, dig up a bit of road there, close that off. Ban that left turn now. Cause the pollution. We need to go green. We need to save the planet. So this is a cons- conspiracy theory. If you want this to call it, it that, yeah, yeah, you're a conspiracy theorist. That's it, yeah. In a rat, not not everything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I do, but I don't want to say. But this, but if you look at the roads in what, but yeah, I just I just think like there's some stuff that is it's it's all strategic, like mm. the weekend for instance, Blackwall Tunnel southbound shut. Oh yeah, but we got the half marathon. Mm. Who signed that off? Really? But it's mm. all to discourage driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a nightmare. Yeah. But you know what they're doing as well. You know they're diverting the traffic. So well, it's naturally going to Rotherhithe Tunnel. Yep. The ferry's ridiculous. All that. But when you go down Rotherhithe Tunnel, the Creek Road shut. Yeah. So now they're going to. Who wants to get back to the other side of the through Greenwich? Mm. The evening. You can So you're yeah. shutting one and closing the other. Yeah. So they, they just shut that and then send them into a diversion. Do you know what they do at weekends <laughs> as well? Sorry. They put so many out of service buses on the road. They drive them like weapons. What for teaching people to drive buses? What do you mean? Just driving out a service bus along a bus route for. To make con- congestion. Wow. Mate, no. I, I see it all the time. It, they, there's no reason. Like, you see some some of what they're wearing. Yeah. Some of these like, bus drivers. Like, the ones that are working, they're all in their uniform. 
Yeah. He's out of service. They're in a hoodie and all, yeah, whatever. Just sitting there, whatever. So, so do, you, yeah, right. do you think people landed on the moon? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Question it now, though. <laughs> um, but it, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. No, I know. When, but I, it's, when it's I see things, idea. when I see things happen on a on a daily basis, like some of the road closures, that, like, what was it off a of Park Lane, Brook Gate into the yeah, Upper Brook Street? Yeah. It says road closed. So from your blind spot, you then you drive past. There's nothing down there. Yeah. There's nothing down there. So it's not closed. So why you kept the cones there? Have you have you seen just only this this week? Come on, there was a map, and it was that what's his name? Will Norman is the cyclist cyclist bloke. He put a map up of all the new cycle green cycle lanes. Here we are. What we've achieved so far. And when you look at all the streets, it's on. You go like Hunter Street, Judge Street, and carry on around that, that we've lost. That's what they all are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely a map. You have got of three all the streets we lost of the busiest train stations in London, and you can't <laughs> access them. What for? Why? Like the cycle route, like that comes down uh, Midland Road. There's a road that comes around the back. You could they could have used. I can't remember what the road is. It's where the coach is there on the left. You come down Midland Road. Yeah. There's a road side road that goes round the back near the library, Camley Street. No, not f- no. That's yeah. further back there. Oh, no, you're right, you Come further down towards the rank where the glass doors are on the left. On the right there, there's a small road. I can't think of what the road is there on the right. It can go around the back towards the library. Off of Midland Road. I don't know even. I don't know like, that road at all. Like Judge Street. Mm. What? Yeah. That's what? Yeah. I think. I think it's some of that stuff. I think it's all bent, and I think it's to discourage driving. My positive spin on this, and yeah. some cab drivers won't agree with me on this. My positive spin is is that I think when it all goes to shit and they're just putting, like, look at Bank Junction, buses and cycles. Yeah, yeah. I think eventually will be implemented in most of the stuff. Yeah, I could see that. I don't think Uber are here for their drivers. I think they're here more for the autonomous vehicles that are going to be putting on the road. Yeah. Because what they'll do, they'll say, oh, this cycle path pathway isn't being used as much as it was. What we'll do, we'll trial a, a, an on-demand bus route, shuttle service, mm. autonomous vehicle. So that embankment, it's what a view that is. Tower Hill to Westminster Bridge. They'll put a driverless shuttle that goes along there. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's what I think. That's and yet the again, future. it's a conspiracy theorist and all that bollocks, but all that stuff. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it just annoys me. We're talking about the documentary I want to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. digressed. Yeah. So uh, yeah, talk to cab drivers. Um get their stories and their life and their their roots into becoming cab drivers how they come about to become a cab driver do they still like it would you promote being a cab driver if no why yeah. if yes why um, what stage are you at I mean where, what's the, the foundation that you're at you, you're at the idea stage have you got uh, yeah so I'm, I'm more at the idea stage yep. but then I'd like to talk to yeah again talk to you like I don't know off camera or whatever and talk yep. more and then as I said, I'm open to ideas. I'm not one of these precious pricks about this and being like, no, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. I'm open to, to suggestions. I don't want people telling me, you can't do this and you can't do that. I won't listen to you. I'm not interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me neither. And then at the end, I want to, like in a, a, like a last episode, I want to touch on the infrastructural change of London. And it's not just London. It's global. Yeah. Because when you talk to people coming over from Chicago, Tokyo and all that and all these cycle lanes that same, are same everywhere same yeah. every city it's, yeah, yeah I mean I've got family that live in Brighton and they say exactly the same thing it's it's not it's not just London we ain't a precious bunch here do you know what I mean but yeah 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 it's global that's why I want to take it around the world eventually and talk to 
the yellow cabs of, of New York. Yeah. Talk to there. Right. I'll have to come with you on that one. We, we, That'd be fine. We'll we go together. But we Istanbul. Yeah, yeah. If you want. Yeah, we can come to Istanbul. I mean, I've done the taxis uh, here. I'm, I have been ripped off in every single city by every single cab driver in the world. So they've done Even me your own. Not by my own. I've always believed... There is one major difference with us. We don't have the inclination to try to rip someone off. We always are trying to think of our best job, and it is in a promotion for us as a yeah. trade. Taxis here are completely different in that one aspect. I mean, I got ripped off in Las Vegas. I got ripped off in Greece. I got ripped off in Turkey. I got ripped off in I got off ripped in off in, in Manchester. Sorry, Arsenal, Manchester United yep. back in September. I was trying to run and go and get like the tram back to the hotel to get on the train to get back to, to London and I see like a local cab a proper cab he went oh you're going to train station I went yeah I went how much he went, like how much would it be because I knew it was going to be on the meter and he went oh 40 quid I'm thinking oh, that's so trumpy but I just wanted to make the train and I got there my mate who got in the cab beforehand seven pound yeah it's got to be a short one I was thinking you yeah, I couldn't yeah, I, yeah. but as you say we ain't got it in us to no. do that no. some have I've not come across them yet. The only time I say hire on the fare is because I just don't want to aggro. I'm only saying hire on the fare. No, I'm not charging you that fare because I'm yeah. still going to put it on a meter. Yeah. But you've come up and I'm thinking to myself, it's probably going to be at 25 quid, 40 quid. And it's like either I want to put them off yeah. uh, or they're getting in and they're not going to be disappointed when they get there and it's 25, 25 quid, whatever yeah, it is, because you, you think so. And then they go like that, oh, yeah, mate, take 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. <laughs> um, Tips nowadays, by the way, yeah, don't exist. No, the card took away tips, didn't it, oh. really, to a degree? Yeah, but certain, not that I do this, but certain handhelds say it says add tip, question mark. Yeah. But you should see the people don't, that yeah. don't want to tip. They're like, um, I'm just trying to tap. I just want to tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pick an option, <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just want to tap. Yeah, but it says add tip, yes or no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, And yeah. then you go bottom left. Yeah. Beep, boop. Can I have a blank receipt, please? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the blank receipt trick. Yeah. Oh, oh, can right. I have a book of blank receipts? Yeah, I mean, I've not sold one for 150 quid before. Have you? No, I said I haven't. Yeah, no, but I was... <laughs> I was pre- you, you, have, you have the option to not have the tip on. When you when you put put your money in, do you have the option? Do you, what, what do you use? What system have you got in... Whatever's in the back of the cab. He's got, yeah, oh, he, cab, got one. he hasn't got one in Mandel's. He hasn't got Mandel's. No, this is in, in the cab, cab vision. And you, yeah. when you put it, you can have, it says. You can add 5%, 10%, 15%. No, it says, ask them for a tip or, or don't not. ask. Okay. And if it's someone just going over the bridge to work in the mornings, yeah. I don't ask. Mm. I don't bother just going London to the Bridge to Gracechurch Street. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't drive any further. Seven sixty. I explain to people why there is a, an, uh, you should, they think, why should you tip the taxi driver? Yeah. And I had one fare once and it was, uh, something 98. Like, it was 1998. It was £3.60. Yeah. It was about 19 miles. We'd done £3.60 because I was good at what I did. I knew the <laughs> shortest journey. Uh, £3.60, this guy went to Moorgate and he got out and he gave me four quid and he waited for the 40 pence, which is fine. It's not though, but go on, no. yeah, go on. So I gave him his 40 pence back and he walked away. And the next minute you had a phone ringing in the back. Mm. I've left my phone in your cab. Can you bring it to me? And you think, you're the guy who just waited for his 40 pence. And for 40 pence, I would have took the phone. I'd have got to Morgate and I'd have dropped it off at your office. It would have been no problem at all. I'd but right now, it for you and yeah, now it's in Baker Street. 
And now it's going to get me... 75 quid or whatever. Yeah, there's a commission that it goes to the charity, to the police. I don't, I've don't. i never collected any of my lost property commissions. They all go to the police charity if you don't collect anything. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, that's that's why you maybe want to tip the taxi driver. Not for the fact of the route or whatever. You get out of cab. The amount of things have been left in cabs. The, the best one that I've had, I had a, a, like a, a lot of man bag, but you know where you... I would have like passports in and all that is yeah. zip lock Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Drop this couple off to uh, the hotel on Berners Street or Newman Street, whatever that is. It was a paint factory, the, the paint shop. <laughs> anyway, someone else got in the cab, and then I'm in South London, in like uh, in Camberwell, and I was like, oh, this is in the back. It's black because you couldn't see it. It was on the floor, and they passed it through to me, and I was like, oh, it must be the ones from the previous job. So yeah. turn me light off, drove all the way there. And when I say turn my light off, I was running the meter because it's like you've got to pay me fair. Yeah. Whatever. So I got there, parked up, and uh, I had it in my pocket. And then a doorman come up to me and, and I said, Oh, um, I had my badge. And I said, Oh, uh, some patrons left their stuff in the back of the cab. Oh, come with me. Took me through. There was having dinner, and then like the woman sitting there crying. The, oh, dear. Uh, Italian couple. And he was like, Mamma mia. And then <laughs> all this Italian stuff. And I'm like, you know what's going on here? He came up to me, he gave me 350 euros and he said, thank you. Like, And he said, like, in there is a diamond ring. He said, I'm going to propose to my oh my oh, wow. to my girlfriend like tonight. And he said, thank you very much. And he cried and he shook my hand and everything. And I was like, I didn't want to take the money. No. But you did. And I felt, yeah, but I felt really bad because it was like 32 pound on the week. And I was yeah. thinking, oh, I've just made his life here. But he gave me 350 you're asking for the 32 when it, Yeah, yeah, when he gave you the 350, you know it's 32 quid, so it's 382 The exchange rate worked out in my favour just at, yeah. at that point, but I thought, like, they're the nice stories, because proper people yeah. are going to pay you. I remember a geezer I dropped off in off of uh, Walton Street in, in uh, off of Cadogan Gardens, Walton Street. Yeah. He left a folder in the cab, and then I'd gone back before to drop it off and he wasn't there so then I kept this f***ing folder in my cab for like six months every now and again and I hadn't gone past there for ages you know it's like you don't want to turn your life because I'm turning down work and all that yeah. being greedy I was on his road I thought I'll just pull over and he knocked on, I knocked on the door and he was like, like what's this and I said oh this is documentation that you left in the back of my cab and it's all like it looked sort of like important mm. he was over the f***ing moon over the moon. Over the gave me a fiver. Yeah. <laughs> gave me a fiver. Can we I say, thought, I, I can thought we, I've had that for seven months. Eh? Can we say famous people on here? Yeah, yeah. sure. I, I took Lulu uh, from she, she, a little Venice some years ago. And, uh, to her son at the restaurant in Ivory Corner. I don't know if he's still got it there, but she gave me a twenty p tip, and I thought it was a good route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lulu gave me but twenty pence. Famous people are tight. Twenty pounds. Famous tight. <laughs> yeah, they are tight. I, I Chris Eubank in once. Four pounds twenty. He was trying to tell me how to drive up. Yeah, yeah. Grove in the place. Eubank's terrible as a customer. Four twenty. We went, and he gave me three quid. So then I took a picture with him. I said, "Can I? Do you mind if I have a picture?" He charged you for a picture. No, because I've heard that story before. Yeah. I said, "Do you mind if I have a picture?" And he's, he's like looking over to the side, and I'm having a smile, and I posted it up on my socials. I went just met Nigel Ben. What a lovely fella. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Divs Divs with no With no personality You know like it's that. not Nigel Ben It's Chris Eubank you dick Yeah oh, yeah yeah oh, Go away <laughs> Yeah great 
good stories. I've done that, that similar kind of gag. I always uh, like a man of your calories rather than a man of your caliber. Mm. So you put it on Twitter and you say something like, well, I would have expected a man of your calories to know better than that. And the Yanks come back like, you do understand it's caliber. It's and, caliber. Uh, yeah. And you uh, like think, you think like, oh, yeah, you know, well, you know, it's much more funnier when you say calories. But <laughs> if you want to say caliber, it's okay. Yeah. Um, we, we've been just... Rabbiting on, haven't we? I mean, and we've got your thing in um, about the documentary, and I, I'm interested, and I, I will help you, Aaron, as much as I possibly can. I love yeah, the way yeah. he does everything twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's all mate. I'm going to do it on my bit next video in the cab. He ain't done everything twice. I'm going to have a nightmare, but I'm going to do what you said. I'm You're going to enjoy this edit, though, yes. It's going to be hard. It's yeah, going to be hard. It'll be out for Christmas, this one. Yeah. Have you ever thought, not that you don't, I say you don't need to, but yeah, we do, because you need the numbers and the knowledge. You ever thought about wrapping the cabs? No, I I don't like to get. I'm really really happy and really. Um, I do this for fun. Um, I don't need. You're a bored millionaire, kind of. Yeah, that's fair. And right. uh, oh, I had one question I did want to ask you. I saw on your one of your uh, podcasts the guy asked you who's your favorite comedians, and I thought, no, not favorite. Who's the comedian you don't like? You ain't got one. Where we can say it, you got one day. No. Do you know what? I don't. I mean, I don't. Uh, it goes to that not the hate thing yes. or dislike thing. It's the one that I don't really get. It's not my really not cup, cup of tea. Who's not funny? I mean, a comedian has to be funny. Oh yeah, no, he's funny in his own way. But it, for me, it, it's it's Michael McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm thinking myself. I should say it to you. Michael McIntyre is the most unfunniest uh, comedian. I watch him and I think I don't get it. I just don't get what people. Maybe because he's posh. Possibly, but we, do, we he doesn't. But like Mickey Flanagan, other to me, he's he's up there. Yeah, along with Ricky Gervais. Yeah, yes, that's what you said. I mean, now I, I would have agreed with you on both of them. There, Mickey Flanagan, um, he's completely and utterly my. Cultural upbringing, yeah. completely. We're Roman Road That's why boys. you relate to it. Completely. The Flash Cockney walk is real. Yeah. It's real. My best friend in school, David Williams, it, you have to hold the top of your zip and you have to drag one leg and you've got to walk holding the top of your zip, dragging one leg. And I saw him do it on stage and I thought, he was there. When we was kids, we were all there and he's managed to remember that. Take it there and put it there. And everybody from my generation, because mm. he's a Daneford boy, I think. He went Daneford, uh, which is Mansford Street. School for boys after, so we were we were we the same schools, yeah. district and everything. Um, how, so did, how did you get into it? How did, why comes you stand up? So just quickly, I know you want to sort of end. No, it I don't care. No, go on. We can go on and on and on. The only thing my kids going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, the cameras will run out. That's what happened. So basically, started. So a friend of mine, Josh James, he signed up with Up the Creek Comedy Club. Same ones like Mo Gilligan and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so same agency. He contacted me through Instagram just before COVID and said, oh, you ever thought about doing stand-up? Because I think if you can implement your videos into stand-up, he went, you'll fucking kill it. So you had the videos before you started the stand-up? Oh, yeah, no, the stand-up come from doing the videos. Yeah. So, um, so oh, I'll give it a go. Done a pub in the Princess Alexandra in, uh, not Princess Alexandra, the Alex is called, in Southend. In front of like mm. 15 people. Done all right for me first night. And then I done the same gag in Old Street. Now, Old Street is... People with blue hair and don't like men. Mm -hmm. But my gag was taking the piss out of International Women's Day. So I've turned the video into a gag. 
You've done a lesbian club and done an international women's club. No, you fringe. <laughs> I'm just saying, I went to Old Street. Where, where did you get lesbian club out of Old Street? It was Blue Air. <laughs> oh, the Blue Air done it, sorry, yeah. Blue Rinse, all their Blue yeah. Rinse back yeah. in the 60s, 70s. Yeah. Good <laughs> up there, the years old. Uh, um, yeah, go on. Yes, yeah, so I've done it in Old Street, and as we know, Old Street is very sort of like hipster and Shoreditch yeah. and like, yeah, that bay man. So when I was doing my, my stuff, there's other comedians there. Like they're testing their material, so they're all sort of nervous and whatever. But the, but your peers are there to sort of like encourage you and like yeah, clap yeah. and cheer you on. And I was saying me stuff, and then I weren't getting anything. And then birds at the front. But before I went on, there was a geezer performed his stuff, and he kept going. These birds were listening to their voice notes on their phone. The room was probably the double the size of this. Yeah, weren't that big at all, right? So you're in the corner on a stool. Da, da, da. They're listening to voice notes right at the front. And he's like, do you mind if you like, like, shush. And the MC, the compare, was like, look, people have come down here to do their stuff, do their material. Could you at least have a bit of respect and like just keep your phones in your pocket or like keep the talking yeah. down to a, a minimum? So they was like, oh, okay. And then every, all the all the like peers and all the comedians like, yeah, that's so, yeah, so funny because like comedy is very that way. Won't say anything and won't like won't offend anyone. Anyway, I've gone on. They then started talking really loudly. I went, listen, you've been just told to shut the fuck up. Just be quiet. No one laughed. I'm like, oh, oh. So this is where we're going. I started my thing because I didn't get a laugh and I thought that was funny. Um, I was getting no laughs. And, I, and then I was doing oh. my act and I was like, apologising for me stuff and I'm thinking, what are you doing? Then me and Josh walked out and Josh went, I think you're done. I went, hey, don't ask me that. Then all of a sudden COVID happened. I'd done two stand-ups and that was it. And then my, so then I, at that time, COVID 2020, I had 6,000 followers. Now I've got over a quarter of a million on three different accounts of like Instagram, yeah. YouTube and Facebook. Um, and I thought, right, I need, and then I went and saw Josh perform at the Backyard Comedy Club. he done it for the Justin Edinburgh Foundation. Josh is a comedian. Yeah, Josh is a comedian, yep. um, proper stand-up comedian from Essex. Josh James, and he, uh, I, thought, I was thinking, oh, I'd like to give this a go, like host my own night because I haven't got sets, as we said before at the start. I haven't got my own set, so I can't hold an audience for like fifteen, twenty minutes doing yeah. my own stuff. But I reckon I could entertain a crowd and then bring in the acts. So then contacted the Backyard Comedy Club and said, like, this is my following. These are the people. These are the celebrities that follow me and interact with me and I showed him and he was like oh okay yeah look cool yeah. so then he said alright this is the venue hire fee and then I go from there and then basically my first night I put up for sale it sold out in three days 300 people and uh yeah and I've done five shows there now and you you, you earn a profit from that yeah a little bit yeah Good. so then I because I, I try to do that more so then yeah. I don't have to be in the cab too too much yep um but it would I the thing is, people would say, well, if you earn decent, all right money with that, why don't you do it more? Because mm. the novelty wears off for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to go and see them in August, I'll see them in September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they don't come and they don't you come until December. Then, do you know what I mean? So then I, yeah. I do four a year. So I've done that one in the December of 2021. They contacted me and said, would you like to do four more shows 2022? And I said, yeah. I so they came back to you? Yeah. And they said, oh, and I could only do three because I couldn't get a date that I wanted. And then this year, they said, oh, do you fancy doing four again? So I've got, I've done one in February, I've got one coming up in May, uh, one in August, and then one uh, Christmas special in December. 
So and then well the words getting out there f- with proper stand-up comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They hear about my nights and want to perform on my nights. Yep. And these are people that have been on TV and stuff. So I think you're slightly original. I do. I don't see. Uh, I don't see this easy to say. Oh yeah, you're just like. Nobby nuts, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't. I think it's slightly original. Um, when you're referring to the Johns, you're basically saying everybody's a customer of a prostitute. Basically, I think <laughs> is that the gag. It's just, it, you, it's like, you know, like Del- curb crawlers. You know, in, you know, in Del Boys, it's like a it's a figure of speech. Yeah, so it's like playing football with my pals. If someone, if you plan a bit of two touch or whatever, if you shout at Johns, you leave the ball. So whoever shouted Johns, whoever was the John, oh, okay. was in charge. So because everyone likes to feel that they're. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really big bollocks. And a, a John is a know-it-all. Oh, well, my, my my dad and your dad, maybe, in the old days, okay. we used to drive up to Scotland. My dad would get out at the petrol station, fill it up, John. And I'm like, Dad, how do you know everyone? Everybody, and he, he never told me everyone was called John. Yeah. But you, you're saying the Johns, which is putting the uh, plurals on it, it uh, seems a little bit like curb crawlers to me. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Not David Pleat, no. It, yeah, but that's um, that's all it is. So, every, But now... Everyone shout right, John, right, John, yeah, right, yeah, John. Yeah. And if people show me their screenshot, their group messages on WhatsApp, they've called it the Johns. Yes, and things like that. I think it's great, brilliant. Yeah. Your thing actually is, uh, I th- what I gather, it's I'll, I'm going to go up to your show mm-hmm. and I want him to dig me out. Yeah, gotcha. I want him to dig me out. Hundred percent. People like I've had acts that have gone on, they've they've smashed it, and when I talk to them in like they call it the green room, mm-hmm. in the little hut, like the uh, the room. Behind the curtain, they're like, all this crowd wants is for you to take the piss out of them. Yeah. That's all they want. Yeah. And yeah. I walk out the legend, don't I? He yeah, dug me yeah, out. He yeah. dug me right out. Like there, was a ge- there was a geezer that, um, you know, Aquaman? Yeah. Seen Aquaman? Yeah, the big, beautiful geezer. Yeah. Beautiful geezer. Like, uh, Massive oh, muscles. Yeah. There was a geezer in the crowd and he had like long, long hair all done up in a plait and a designer stubble. Like fat and whatever had like nice earrings and like well dressed. I called him Fat Aquaman. And I just called him Fat Aquaman. Fat Aquaman. But, every, every, <laughs> but he comes to the show after and everyone's like, Oh, it's Fat Aquaman. <laughs> so he's got his own he's got his own his own show yeah, now, he's bigger yeah, than you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's I uh, yeah, I enjoy it. I really do enjoy uh, it. I the, the adrenaline after I mean we got the Yes. You know you have your routine after an appearance, you go and do the same thing or whatever. Yeah. So me and my my, my father in law, we Go down to McDonald's on the A13 on the way home, plot up there and just chill out and just stuff our face with McDonald's. That's your, your routine. It would yeah. be mum would oh. be like a cognac or something like yeah, I, hit no, it. I drive to my appearance uh, to my <laughs> gigs. gigs. Yeah. Because I have to get in the zone and I panic and I get sweaty hands and I walk in and everyone's like, I have a picture, I have a picture. Yeah. I'm like, just fucking leave me alone. This is my massive, massive uh, like thing with anybody. Anybody who criticises someone's, you have never stepped in front of an audience, and you do not. Anybody who does it needs respect. I, I look at comedians, and you can see him dying. You can mm. see it thinking, and I don't uh, feel terrible for him. I think, wow, you know, this is it's bravery. Yeah, and sure. um, I wish you massive success because I, I actually quite like it. Um, I can see where it's going to go. And when I come to your gigs, I will pop, buy my tickets because I'm a okay. believer in if you Supporting. support something, you, you buy your tickets. You oh, don't ask for free that. tickets. But, uh, yeah, I want to be dug right out. Yeah. Yeah, you mm. dig me right out. So I can tell my, yeah, oh, you dig me out. 
Me oh, and David I'll come in. the back. Yeah, Dave. He'll be f***ing clinking his f***ing cappuccinos together. Yes, I'll be. Come on, Nobed, make me laugh. I'll be the cappuccino, Dave. He'll be standing in front of the camera that I've got it recording. Yeah, I ain't moving. Oh, dear. Yeah, you've not done any Boshes. You've not done any Johns. Nah. You know, the whole thing. And I'm, yeah, you're, It's a character. Yeah, it is a character because I said I saw you on the posh videos. You're actually a posh guy from Essex. It's all fake. <laughs> I'll take the posh. But my mates will be like, no chance, not posh. But how I am talking to you, this is me. You're educated. You're educated. I've yeah, seen so... And again, so many things that you've said today have... Um, Apart from the conspiracy me. stuff, no, no, I liked it. I, I, was, okay. I was trying to, I was trying to crack my own jokes, and um, I've, uh, I'm an amateur comedian, not a professional, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I think when you're in the presence of a professional comedian, which you are now, no, yeah, you I thought you were really brave, really brave telling that story. I thought I went, oh. <laughs> well, it's a true story. It's true. It's like we've all got loads of true stories, but you, you're going to say them in front. Well, I thought to myself, no, yeah. you can't, you can't. I'm not no, going to put it in. I'm not going to include it. But I want to hear one day someone employ that. On stage, because what about the food poisoning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's picked up on no it. No one cares. <laughs> Not the train. No one cares. I had loads. I was thinking to myself, do you start telling jokes? He's coming, he's a pro, you tell jokes. But the thing, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the, you know, like the, the Tommy Cooper one-liner stuff. That's, that's not me. I'm, I observe, and then I'll have the little... little when well, I had a crash on the way here, and as I crashed into the guy in front, he's a good set, then he's only a midget. He walks up to the cab, he said, I ain't happy. I said, what one are you then? <laughs> <laughs> Big ginger fella stood out in front of the cab and he, st- he stopped me in Oxford Street. And he, he comes to the window, he says, I want to go to Crystal Palace. And he says, you guys never stop for me. I said, well, I, I'd have stopped for you. Why would I not stop for you? He said, no, you, you look at the way I'm dressed and you just, you always ignore me. I said, honestly, mate, I'd have stopped for you. Get in. He gets in the cab. So he wants to go to Crystal Palace. I'm just about Oxford Circus. I think, well, okay, I'll go down Regent Street. So I'm going down Regent Street. And as I'm going down Regent Street, an old bill car comes right up beside me with its lights on. And it, the old bill's looking at me. And I think, what's going on here? And as he does that, a big parcel comes through the petition window, lands in the luggage compartment. I'm thinking, where that? And as I look back, the old Bill puts his lights on and, and shoots off. And I think, oh, shit, uh, this is wrong timing. So I said to the geezer, like, um, what what do you just throw through the window, mate? What's, what's with it? He said, listen, driver, I'm going to give you one piece of advice. Just mind your own business and carry on driving to Crystal Palace. You've got one job to do, just do it. And I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to do? So I'm driving down towards Westminster and I think, eh. Listen, mate, why, just tell me what's in the package. Have it back. Just take it back. He said, you just fucking mind your own business. I just told you, didn't I? I think, okay, uh, Kennington, we'll go down Kennington Road, I'll get to Kennington Police Station, I'll pull over. As I pull over Kennington Police Station, my old cab, you know the ones the windows don't go down? He was a big guy like you, and he limboed out of the window and just bolted because I've stopped at the police station and then just ran off. And I thought, you know, that's a bit of luck. I just, that was it. And I just drove on, carried on with my night. To Crystal Palace. Well, no, I went back. (laughs) Mind your own business. Beat that bit out. Classics. What you got, Dave? Ken, well, Ken Dodd joke. I met. Ken, I was out. I've got, oh, picture, no. I've got a picture on there of me and Ken, Ken Dodd when he was. Well, was he was a your, ba- your battery's gone on your phone anyway. Has it? it? <laughs> and. 